Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to start our day together in a time of prayer. Today is Wednesday, and we are in the 10th week uh, since Pentecost. Today we continue reading Mark's Gospel, slowly, surely, piece by piece. Though uh, we may have heard this story many times, we're taking time to go slowly so that we can listen with fresh ears to what Jesus says, and today to consider how Jesus says what he says. And by doing so, we pray that the Spirit uh, works within us to deepen our faith and our understanding. We begin now our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God, and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, the heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from the Gospel according to St. Mark, the 8th chapter, beginning now at the 14th verse. Now the disciples had forgotten to bring any bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And Jesus cautioned them, saying, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod. They said to one another, It is because we have no bread. And becoming aware of it, Jesus said to him, to them, Why are you talking about having no bread? Do you still not perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and fail to see? Do you have ears and fail to hear? And do you not remember? When I broke five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you collect? And they said to him, Seven. Then he said to them, Do you not yet understand? I like to think of Jesus as calm and gentle and patient. He most certainly was, right? Filled with love, right? Love is patient, love is kind, love is gentle. I like to think that Jesus would never yell. And because of that, I will tend to read this passage probably the way that I did. I suppose, though, you could read this section with some anger and frustration in your voice because 
It is certainly there in Jesus, I think. If you have some time today, maybe do a little sort of acting practice. Read this passage as if you were acting out the part of Jesus. Read it in a variety of different ways. Read it as a gentle rebuke. And then read it as a full-out dressing down of the disciples for their lack of understanding. Maybe we'll find when we do that, that, that maybe that latter way is probably the way to go. In my many years as a student, I have been on the receiving end of a number of exasperated scolding by my teachers and coaches. Each time, those sessions were incredibly effective. Maybe because the yelling was so out of character from their normally patient and gentle demeanor. And maybe because these scenes by my teachers were the exception rather than the rule. But it's probably true that a well-timed chewing out captured and focused our attention and made us work harder to live up to what was expected of us. At the end of this section, the disciples are supposed to now know and understand the meaning of the loaves and the fish. That the disciples are still worrying about whether or not they brought enough bread. And that they think that Jesus would somehow be angry or be referring to the fact that they didn't have enough bread. And that then all of this would keep them from hearing the real lesson of this section. That is, that they should be aware of the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeast of Herod would be more than, a disul- more than a little disappointing. God has provided bread enough. There's been evidence of it. The feeding of 4,000, the feeding of 5,000, maybe just even their daily life together. However, at this time, even a pinch of the nationalistic hope and sedition and, and rebellion of Herod and the Pharisees will blind their eyes to seeing the coming of God's kingdom in Jesus, and what Jesus will accomplish. It will keep them from believing that Jesus truly is the Messiah. We are reaching a turning point in Jesus' ministry. Things are going to change, and it is important that the disciples are paying attention to what Jesus is saying and doing so that they can follow him closely through this transition. What will happen next will challenge their beliefs and expectations and test their faith and their loyalty to their master. Sometimes we all need a good dressing down to alert us to the seriousness of the moment and the need for us to pay attention to what happens next. So wouldn't it follow then that Jesus would recognize that this is a time for a stern talking to, for the disciples to stay close, to wake up, to pay attention to what's going on. So maybe we can Lead a little more urgent, read a little more urgency, a little more passion into this passage than we normally might think Jesus is capable of. Jesus can love us and be angry at us all at the same time. In fact, Jesus can be angry at us because he loves us and because his love will win out. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. 
Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hand of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for these beautifully mild days, for the new creation in Christ and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the gift of relationship with others and for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful today? Merciful God, a might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially today we pray for those who are sick, especially those who are sick with COVID. We pray for those who are afflicted and, and oppressed. We pray for those who are bereaved. We pray for all who are caring for the sick and who are walking with those who are grieving. We pray for the rulers of this world, for those who govern the nations of the world. We pray for people in countries that are ravaged by strife or warfare, and we pray for those who are working to bring to them peace and, and harmony between nations. We pray for all who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction and those who are fighting back the results of that carelessness. We pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, and that we continue to bear witness to Christ our Lord. Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose through Jesus Christ our Lord. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.